0: Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast empowering female leaders. Today, I am pleased to welcome Shivangi Walke, who uh, is the founder of Thrive With Mentoring, and she will share with us how mentoring and getting support along the way can strengthen us for whatever is ahead of us. Welcome Shivangi. Do you want to say a few words about yourself?
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Ulrika. It's fantastic, your initiative with empowering women and female leaders. More the merrier, as I always say. I think there is such a need that's, need, that's um, you know, that still needs to be met, especially because, uh, as we all have probably read, uh, I think the whole COVID situation has really pushed back women and women leadership. Uh, topics. As we see an exodus of women going out of the workspace and also in leadership roles, there is a great erosion. Uh, so yeah, um, like you mentioned, my name is of Indian origin. Uh, I am living in Switzerland for almost two decades now. And my career as a biomedical engineer and, uh, and then specializing in leadership development Uh, Was mainly built across uh, four international corporates. I was heading leadership and talent management in these organizations. The last seven years, I have established my own leadership development practice. Uh, I am a trainer, I'm an executive coach, and for the last three years, I am the founder of Thrive With Mentoring. Uh, which is a non nonprofit which started in Switzerland. Uh, then I took it to India, being of Indian origin. In the meanwhile, thrive is in eight countries and fifteen cities, and we have catalyzed well over a thousand one on one mentoring relationships. Um, and in the pandemic, uh, we really moved to doing much more than the one on one mentoring relationships. so we started a whole series of initiatives under the umbrella of Life from Thrive. So we do sessions based on careers. Um, we do learning workshops called as Learn Shops. I interview founders of organizations because we are also entering the space of uh, women-founded businesses, especially those linked to the UN SDGs with the impact Hub Basel. So, yeah, there is just a lot of things happening in and around Thrive.
0: Thank you very much, Ivangi. That's quite impressive what you're doing. And you said you founded Thrive with Mentoring a few years ago. What was the trigger for that? And as a nonprofit as well. So what was the trigger for you to to create this organization? Yes. um,
1: Well, the biggest trigger was my own experience of having a woman mentor. So as I mentioned, Thrive is women mentors for women mentees. Um, In my roles in corporates, I created a lot of mentoring programs. Typically, these were for a small group of high potentials and senior leaders in the organization, with very senior leaders or executives as mentors. Um, And as you might imagine, uh, the majority of the mentors were male. Um, It's just the way the organizations, I think, to date are structured, right? If you go to senior leadership roles, there is majority of men and, and lesser women or non-binary people. And, uh, and I think that that was, I had this opportunity when I had a critical career juncture to be mentored by a woman. And, and this was actually at a time uh, for me, which was uh, a very tough time. I had returned back after my second maternity leave um, to the corporate world uh, to be told that my job does not exist. And as somebody who was headhunted into that job just um, 18 months back or whatever, and who had left with fantastic feedback for the work I had done before going in maternity, this was a complete shock. I was like, what? How can this happen? Um, Any case, long story short, that was the time my mentor really played a pivotal role. You know, when I tell this story, I get a lot of people, a lot of women also talking about what I call this maternity junction and how that... Can calibrate, change, or sometimes even stall their careers, right? And and I could have had a victim story, I think, and you know, but for my mentor, who was a woman, and I think for me, what really amazed me was her ability to offer holistic mentoring. So of course she was on there, you know, in the third month after getting this news, despite a six-month notice period, I already had a new role, etc. So it's a good story, but. I think what I really loved about having a woman mentor is that she also really understood that I have a six-month-year-old baby, you know, so the mentoring was always not just professional, but also personal. So that was really like a like a life-changing event in my career, and I wanted to bring more of that to many more women in the world. So Thrive really started as a tiny initiative in... Um, in Zurich, and then I went to India, and then I brought it to Mumbai, and uh, yeah, I mean the idea resonated in completely different countries with completely different cultures, with completely different, uh, let's say, professional tracks um, at different chronologies of ages of women, etc. So yeah, I, I, that, that was really the starting point to create something to give that experience to more women. And now, after the model, if I can say, women to women mentoring has been proven across geographies, we are actually having our first launch in the US. So far, we've been in Europe and Asia. Um, We really, really believe that women to women mentoring is special because, unlike a men mentor, and by the way, I would never say just have a woman mentor, I always propagate for having a board of mentors, right? So you should have women mentors and you should have men mentors and you should have You should also probably probably do reverse mentoring, you know? Learn learn from the younger generation. Um, the, the, The niche that Thrive is in, which is the women to women mentoring, is really a niche which is around this holistic mentoring. Somehow also the women connect. Very quickly, very easily. And we have formed this community of radically generous women, right? So they are connecting in these cities at the moment and uh, supporting each other in the one-on-one mentoring relationship, but also, let's say, just the mentor or the mentee community. They're also networking and supporting each other. So... Yeah, it's it's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. I must admit uh, that that we have created. It's a positive cycle, you know. Generosity creates more generosity, creates more abundance, and uh, and the initiative. And I call it a social movement, right? The movement keeps gaining momentum.
0: Mm-hmm. Mentoring something that people um, think is not achievable for them because it's expensive or because the company isn't offering to them or there are other obstacles which are in their way. Um, What would you say is a good approach if, um, if people just want to start with this process and if they are not supported maybe by their company in doing so, what do you tell women especially how they can approach this in the best way?
1: So I think mentoring always happens in most of our lives. It might be more informal organizations like Thrive or also corporates, they create more structured mechanisms around mentoring, right? And structured mechanisms bring with them the benefit that the mentor, for example, has been trained around how to mentor. Uh, The mentor would do some skill development, would be able to ask insightful questions, would be able to help you to design behavioral experiments. But that doesn't mean that an quote unquote, untrained mentor is not valuable because I think the conversation that you can have with somebody who's been there, done that, and usually when you're seeking advice and when they can tell you around, okay, if this is, I would do this, you know, that's of course one perspective around giving advice for mentoring. But a lot of the times, and I really, really believe that, it's about the quality of attention. So if you have somebody who has walked on this road a bit ahead of you, you know, and it doesn't need to be somebody with 10 years more experience than you. It can be somebody for with, with a few more years experience than you. And agreeing with them, you know, can we have a conversation? You could also do what we call as peer mentoring, right? So I don't think that mentoring per se is that difficult to initiate. Now, you can always argue about the quality of mentoring and the quality of mentors. But if you just want to get started in mentoring, it is as simple as identifying for yourself, okay, what are my goals for this mentoring relationship? based on these goals who would be probably a good mentor for me you know gender agnostic but really looking at the goals and saying who would be probably a good mentor for me and going then maybe a little bit outside of your comfort zone so really asking for mentoring even maybe through people that you do not have a direct connect with and and i know that you know that is not easy uh, we really are we are always afraid as human beings of rejection, and and I think that's one of the things that I really train you know, during my leadership programs, that rejection actually is a key way for you to identify why is it that somebody is rejecting such a proposal. Now, to be honest, mentoring per se is such a noble thing. I don't know too many people who would say, no, I don't want to mentor. Anybody? That's not usually the case. Usually it's a case of I don't have the right time, I don't think I'm the you know right fit, or I already am, you know, my agenda is full with mentoring. Even before starting Thrive, I have been mentoring with uh, the Hoekshula Sangalan, so these MBA students, uh, refugees through an organization called Lenwerk. Cherry Blair Foundation, which does mentoring for women in developing parts of the world who are developing their businesses and so on, right? So, sometimes it's just a matter of, is this the right timing and is my plate full, right? So, basically, you need to diversify your ask also. You could ask somebody for something more specific, and, and also maybe limit the time of the ask, right? So could I have one conversation with you? I mean, very recently, there was somebody who connected with me who said, I just need 20 minutes of your time, you know? And I'm like, okay, you get 20 minutes of my time and on this and this day, and I had no clue who the person is, right? And and of course, there was a part of me which was saying, uh, how am I? I'm going to add value, you know, to their career path in 20 minutes of their time. But I, but I realized I could, you know, because I understood the sort of career change they were making, and and yeah, so it's all about the ask, you know, identifying for yourself, getting clarity for yourself, what are you seeking mentoring for, identifying who could be possible people, and don't just get stuck on one person, right? As I said, always try to look at a board of mentors. So think about okay. I want to do these three things. For these two things, I want this sort of a profile. For this one thing, I want that sort of a profile. And then for each profile, maybe connect with five people, you know? And and usually there will be a yes. I, I don't think that uh, that our world, at least today, fortunately, is, uh, is still full of people who are maybe also thanks to the whole COVID nature, right? I think people do have time and they want to give time and they... You know, mentoring creates a lot of sense of meaning and purpose for the mentor. So, at least my experience has been, and and Thrive shows it again and again. We get plenty of mentors signing up. You know, always. In fact, in most cities, especially the first time that we launch in a new city, the latest example we had with Atlanta, we always have many more mentors than mentees. And it's not because um, it's not because uh, mentees do not want mentoring, but it's because mentees are always you know, sort of thinking and rethinking, how can I use this mentoring, etc. cetera? There is mentors who are probably down the line, they know this is useful. And they know that mentoring somebody else is also going to be a good
0: exposure and learning experience for them. That answers, answers. My, my next question. question. <laughs> that right? Right. So I wanted so to know what is, what is in it for a mentor. Uh, we got a comment, and I think it's an in- interesting comment, um, who says that um, it's actually difficult as a mentee to figure out what's, what is expected from myself. I need more of a personal connection before I start opening up on issues at work. And I guess this is particularly complicated for people who have their mentor in the same company. Because then obviously a lot of work relationships which are happening behind and in front of the scene. What, what do you suggest to this person? What could, what could she or he do, a person who, um, well, who has difficulties to open up um, quickly and if it's just for maybe a few sessions and who needs time to establish this relationship? And this means needs more time, obviously, from a mentor as well.
1: That is true, and in some ways, uh, who is it, Doctor of Riva Gurleku. I think you're preaching to the choir. I actually do think that you should get a mentor outside of your organization, and there is a specific reason for that. Um, having having created mentoring programs inside organizations, I know that from a mentee perspective. It is quite challenging to open up to a senior leader within your organization because at the back of the mind, you're always thinking, you know, maybe this person, not today, but a couple of years down the line might help me with my promotion, and then I don't want to be vulnerable with them. And this is a very, very human thing to think about, right? And and, and that's why I think it's good to get a, a mentor outside of your organization, Uh, somehow somebody who's not going to be linked to your performance management in some way, right? Uh, Even as an HR and talent management leader, I've always said that when we are in a sense of developing ourselves, we should really separate. And that's why managers, and I know that some managers have mentoring qualities, but I think managers don't make the best mentors because managers need to also be responsible for your performance they need to ensure that you are a high performing effective efficient person right and to support that they will be ready to give you development opportunities but it's not purely for your development and i think that's the beauty of a mentoring relationship that you can have the mentor who is really in service of your mentoring relationship you know really thinking about uh, of your development relationship sorry just thinking about your development goals what can help you try, what can help you to nourish and what can help you to gain more skills, get a different mindset, whatever that, that your starting point might be. So I would definitely say, Dr. Gurleku, that, uh, you know, look for a mentor outside of your organization. I think it helps. I differentiate between mentors and sponsors for those of you, uh, you know, who are interested in that difference. I think a sponsor is somebody who you need inside your organization. A sponsor is somebody who speaks for you when you're not in the room. A sponsor is somebody who will give you, you know... um, uh, let's say who will who will pave the path for you to lead a strategic project. Uh, you know, so we need sponsors, and there is a whole contention that women leaders are, uh, you know, uh, very low in terms gain, very low sponsorship, and and that's that's a whole different aspect. But as I said. Sponsorship is about career acceleration. Mentorship is about development, which may lead to career development and career acceleration, but it also leads, and I think that's what I'd like to do more of, you know, that we really look at our life in a balanced way. It's not just our cognitive development and the next job and the next promotion. It's about our sense of well-being, you know, how, how am I feeling in terms of Uh, My purpose, how am I growing not just cognitively, but also emotionally and spiritually and physically and in an important way, you know, really balancing all of those. And I realized that that's really important for women. I know far too many women who went very quickly up the career path, burnt out uh, on the one hand, or very dissatisfied with the way their life has turned out when they look back, even if from the outside, everything looks you know, very hunky dory. So so I think that is what a mentoring relationship can do. And especially if the organization is not involved and clouds this whole relationship, right? That's why getting a mentor outside of the organization is preferable.
0: Thank you. That's that's a fantastic advice. And I think this differentiation between sponsorship and mentorship is very important because we often confound this. I heard this very often in my corporate career as well, that people who were in my team said, oh, you're such a great mentor for me, whereas I was just their leader. I was just their manager, actually. And this there is a bit of confusion around this, um, taking maybe some of your own leaders or leaders which are maybe in a parallel department, for example, like a role model. And by this, seeing them as mentors just because from time to time, time you have a discussion maybe over lunch on on how you can act upon a specific project or what you could do maybe to, to make a next move or something like that. I think it's important to understand this and to have the courage to contact people outside of your organization. And as you said before, I think that the times are very positive for that because... The pandemic has brought up a lot of negative things and it has also brought quite a few things in terms of relationships that was, um, well, very good for us, actually. So people are used now more in getting contacted, in meeting only on Zoom, and getting to know each other in this way. And this opens up, obviously, a whole range of people you were maybe not able to get hold of before. So I think this was a very, very interesting advice. Um I would like to come back a little bit to what can people do if they're now leaving this call yeah, or interview and they say, hey, great, I know I understand better that I can act upon it myself, that I don't have to have a huge organization behind, I don't have to wait for my employer to do this for me. And it's also not about just finding a bunch of people in my own company who can help me with my development. What would you tell them how they can approach this now in the best possible way if they want to have this, this board of, of mentors? Centers, like you say?
1: So I would always look at different structures that exist in your ecosystem, right? And in whichever way you define your ecosystem. So for some people, the ecosystem might be, uh, you know, city or country related. For some of us are playing in a global ecosystem, right? So it, it really doesn't matter in whichever way you define your ecosystem and really think about your developmental goals, right? Because I'm a real propounder that developmental is not just professional. You know, development is not just about getting the next job, getting the next promotion. So it's really about identifying what are the skills. And I differentiate, I mean, like I differentiated between uh, mentoring and sponsoring. I would also really like to differentiate amongst all of the helping professions, right? There There is counseling. You know, there is therapy, there is coaching, there is mentoring, there is sponsoring. I mean, these are all different helping professions. And I do know that there is a confusion between all of those, right? So it's really to understand what are your needs and then looking at the best fit for you. You know, uh, a coaching relationship where you work with a certified coach, somebody who has studied human psychology, somebody who is certified from a renowned organization. As I told you, I do executive coaching, usually with senior leaders, more than 15 to 20 years work ex, right? It's a completely different sort of intensity that you would encounter in that relationship, Uh, a different level of support and challenge as compared to maybe a Thrive mentorship, right? A Thrive mentorship is a six-month program where we expect the mentors and mentees to meet with each other 60 to 90 minutes every month. And that's it. Right. And and of course, I know that a lot of women do more than that. A lot of mentors are more giving. But that is our expectation, because this is done completely voluntarily and it is non-commercial. Right. So we want to balance that. Or you might actually be. And I know that there is a lot of burnout at the moment, a lot of depression you might need counseling or you might need therapy. So it's really about identifying and understanding what are the differences in the helping professions. Sometimes if it is about skill development, there might be an e-learning course that you can take. You know, There can be book or YouTube videos you can watch. So let's understand you know, the nuance between how the different development mechanisms work and then really think about who am I? So the more you can invest in identifying your own strengths and development areas the more you can understand what is it i always use the word joy because i think that we are in such a noisy world at the moment where we are continuously told about how to look good how to feel good how to be good and and all of that and and i think sometimes we we lose this inner inner radar that we have right so it's it's really going inside rather than outside in the beginning And really thinking about what is it that gives me joy? What is it that helps me come alive? And then to create mechanisms that will help you with that, right? So if it is a board of mentors, and you might think, I mean, just to give a concrete example, I might think that I am very interested in pursuing a spiritual path, and I'm extremely interested in Buddhism, which I am, right? And I have a spiritual mentor for that, that I've been working with a few years. You know, I have a personal in my gym to get physically fit and I have an executive coach and a mentor you know so even though I'm saying a board of mentors I should probably say a board of people in the helping profession and depending on the intensity that I want to get involved in these different let's say aspects of being me also the different roles that I play right uh, I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm a Friend, uh, you know, there's so many roles, and of course, I am an entrepreneur. I run my own business. I run my own nonprofit. All of these need completely different skills from a potential mentor. And and the more I need that. And by the way, for example, I am currently looking for a mentor who is uh, who has run successful nonprofits. You know, and, and those are not easy to come by, <laughs> you know, given the experience that I already have, right? I need somebody who can push to the next next level. So it's really about going inwards, as I said, identifying what is it that you need and then mechanisms like LinkedIn, networks, organizations like Tribe, or any of these, I mean, you're focusing mainly on women leaders. I mean, there are uh, there're probably around 20 women groups, if I look around in Switzerland, uh, and each one of them have their own networks and their events. So really identifying and meeting up and increasing your network will help you also to identify where do you want to go, right? Um, in terms of identifying maybe your strengths, your development area, you can work with one or the other psychometrics that give you a good idea for, okay, maybe communication skills is where you need to work on, or maybe it is negotiation skills, you know, and then you really need to think, okay, so how far do I want to go? You know, is it enough for me to read a book, do any learning, or should I actually work with a professional and, and get something which is more specific? So yeah, I, I know it's a it's it's a long-winded answer <laughs> for for the board of mentors, but I was just thinking a board of mentors is not necessarily only in the career space, right? It's aclo- across our life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Really, really Thank you. As, well, as well,
0: have an echo that's coming up from time to time. Now it's gone again. Um, it is indeed something which we have to see in a holistic way. So obviously we are one very complex person. We have different goals in our lives. And, and sometimes... Um, we see it too much like different channels yeah as if we had just a professional channel and then we have the mother or private channel and then we want to optimize everything separately and i think this is probably the best way to run into this hamster wheel and to run worst case into a burnout where you can't handle it anymore because you have just treated symptoms on all areas without treating yourself as a a holistic person a bit like chinese medicine makes me think about that approach in versus western medicine yeah where you just go into a, a holistic approach of your whole self and just look at what can help you what is your tool mix and tool mix as you say rightly can be a mix of of coaches of online tools of books of mentors of therapists of whatever you need um, to have a life where you love what you do and where you have this possibility also to love what you do and to create this life of this opportunity to, to have a fulfilled life in a professional and personal sense. We are coming to the end of this talk and I, I would like to thank you already for all the great insights that you gave, Shivangi. That was very interesting and I think it distinguished very well the role of a mentor versus the role of any other people who can help you along the way. And you will have different names, but... Probably work for a very same goal for for yourself. Is there something a last word which you would like to give to people who are who are watching this talk on how to start? The very first thing to do when they now finish off with our talk, what can they do? The very first thing you can do is
1: go and sign to one of the three launches of Thrive. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Um, the very first you can do is the very first thing you can do is really spend some time reconnecting with yourself, right? Reconnecting with, I don't know how best to do that because as I said, we live in a very noisy world, right? But but if you can find some time to reflect, uh, you know, really to think about how your career and life trajectory has been so far. Um, how How are you what is it that that if, if you can find out, you know, of the many things that you might like to do, and of the many things that can also maybe potentially increase your status or the certainty you might feel, or the relatedness you can feel? I mean, there are so many motivators for us, right? But what is it that really lights you up? You know, what is it that really gives you joy? And then Think of mechanisms to create more of that in your life. but but that first idea around uh, reconnecting with your core, uh, I think, is uh, is something that is that can really be a game changer.
0: This was another episode of empowering female leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.